So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. Each Money Making Conversation radio talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. They, in turn, deliver information about career planning, motivation, financial literacy, and how they lead a balanced life. And my guest truly leads an incredibly balanced life. Um, he has entertained audiences in film, radio, music, television, on stage, and online for nearly 20 years, from drumline to wild and out. He is a true renaissance man, a social media influencer who continues to dominate all facets of entertainment as a comedian, host, actor, writer, director, executive producer, DJ, philanthropist, social <laughs> activist, which I really love about you, and children's book author. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, Nick Cannon. Greetings, sir. <laughs> Appreciate that intro. You know, bring them out, as they say. Hey, hey, Nick, you know what I'm saying? When you got a, when you got a resume, don't leave it on the floor. Don't leave it on the floor. And you got an incredible resume, man. I appreciate you. Started doing stand-up at 15. Yes, sir. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, coming from the church, honestly, I mean, my father was into the ministry. And actually, it goes back even before that. I mean, the first time I was ever officially on stage doing stand-up, I was about 11 years old. Uh-huh. And it was audition. Uh, North Carolina for the Apollo and it was like you know it was like the Apollo used to travel mm-hmm. uh, to find mm-hmm. you know different acts and they would put on small talent shows in, in, in smaller regions mm-hmm. and in North Carolina my dad I would always like get up and you know tell Jesus jokes in the church <laughs> and stuff and my dad was like yo you should audition and I put together a whole set when I was 11 mm-hmm. and then from there just kept at it and by the time you know I was 15 years old I was a regular at the comedy store and right. the improvs in LA so right. you know just try, I, I knew I was doing uh, I was following in my father's footsteps but I was sinning too much to be a, a preacher <laughs> so I was like you know what I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, still try to lead the flock my but he, way but, but he believed in you that's the 100%, key right? you know and uh you know my dad I had an unorthodox upbringing you know bounce back and forth through, you know amongst my parents and my grandparents but mm-hmm. my dad always had that vision of like i'm raising a man and i want him to think for himself and, awesome. and show him uh so many things so even at a young age at like 11 12 he was like whatever it is that you want to do even if i don't really have the same beliefs mm-hmm. uh i still want you to to strive for your your goals and reach this much uh, successful ventures as possible. That's important. That's that the relationship, the vision. Because yeah. I was, I admire you. 
Appreciate really it. Because of the fact that you got it at such a young age. Yeah. You know, I was still confused at 22. Right, right. I was talented dude, but right. I was just confused. Right. And, and the fact that you was able to Me define too. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. We all have a layer yeah, of confusion. Yeah. Right. But the fact that you said, man, 11, this is what I wanted to do. Right. I was just still trying to play basketball. I was trying to fit in. And I think that is important based on the success that you have in such an early age. So continued success. Right. Is that you made a decision at 11. I'm going to follow this path. I enjoy it. I respect it. I appreciate it. Yeah, and one thing it was my my dad always say, think outside the box. I'll never forget that. I mean, that was when that term was was new. Right, uh, right, right. And it was like everybody else in our neighborhood or the projects were trying to do the same things. And, mm-hmm. and comedy was something, especially at my age, that a lot of young people weren't striving to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, you know, and I, I did. I looked up to the likes of... Uh, Arsenio Hall mm-hmm. and, and Eddie Murphy and, you know, all the guys on Def Jam and in Living Color at such a young age. And, you know, from mimicking them to, like, creating my own material, it was different from all the kids in the neighborhood who just wanted to be rappers, which I wanted that as well. <laughs> which you've done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, it was, but it was like, yo, it made me stand out. So even being in the stand-up club at 15, I was the youngest, you know, and I would right. be, I would see everybody there, you know. It was from... The Chappelle's, the Tuckers, like everyone. But my set was always unique because I was coming from a 15-year-old's perspective where everyone else was talking about the same stuff except for me. I was thinking outside the box and I was standing out. And because of your youth, uh, I'm on the phone. Uh, well, he's in the studio. I apologize. Nick Cannon, <laughs> amazing talent. I'm here. He's here actually in the studio with me talking. Hey, Nick, when you talk about uh, or that age advantage, warming up. That was yeah. your first break. Tell yeah. us about how that happened. The guy really launched you because yeah. that's what people saw you as an actor, saw you as a potential star. And that's what actually started the fire inside of me as well because, you know, being a stand-up, being a kid, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I would go from the comedy clubs straight to, to school in the morning, uh, you know, two hours away in San Diego from L.A., and then I got an opportunity one night. Well, you know, there's always agents and people in mm-hmm. in the crowd and some producers from Nickelodeon happened mm-hmm. to be uh, in in the audience at the improv one night. And, you know, they took a meeting with me or whatever. And they I went and saw a couple of the shows and I mm-hmm. saw that there's a guy entertaining. Right. right, right. Uh, for <laughs> the about, audience. Yeah. About four hours while, you know, they're making a television show. They got to keep the audience entertained and mm-hmm. informed and. And I never knew what that was. Obviously, you know, today that's an audience warm up person. I was like, but I could do that. Right. You know, right, I know right, I, had, right. I had enough energy right. mm-hmm. to kind of uh, sustain uh, being up there for four hours. So I asked, you know, I was like, hey, let me get a shot at that. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started on Nickelodeon doing the warm up and people were just I was more entertaining than the show. So uh, word got around town. I started uh, doing it for a bunch of shows. And then, you know, being 16 years old, you know, being able to tell jokes, dance, rap, sing, all the entertaining. And be audience. handsome, too. Well, thank you. But, and then that showed me that there was more jobs than just being mm-hmm. in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I, you know, got the bug for writing as well because I would sit back and I was, I would watch the different sitcoms or even the sketches on, on Nickelodeon. And, mm-hmm. and because they, they were speaking to my audience and I was writing jokes every night, I was like, yo, I could write for, for this as well. And that's how I got my first job as the youngest staff writer in television. And that was incredible because here's the deal. He was killing it. 
Okay, you know, I was doing my thing on Sister Sister. I was yeah. doing my thing on Jamie Foxx. I, Fox I came and all up there. Y'all let me warm up Sister Sister one time when Alex got sick. I came over there. <laughs> and that's when it, because he was, he was just a bona fide talent. But the thing that carries him differently, he's a, you're a genuinely nice guy. Oh, thank you. That's, yeah. that, that separates itself from anything else because you can see, you, you, you've met a lot of talented yeah, people. Yeah, I've yeah. met a lot of talented people. Yeah, yeah. But your ability to be nice, to right. be welcoming is what carries yourself in personal life as well as professionally because on stage you want to be a friend with yeah and it's 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 energy i'm a i'm an energy person and and when i was younger i didn't really know how to explain it you Mm -hmm. know but uh you know i would just say i was raised right right right, right, honestly you know when you walk into a room especially someone who's an entertainer Mm -hmm. or someone that everyone knows you want to feel that welcoming spirit you want to be able to to have a smile on your face, even if it's not the greatest day or even if you're not there to be an entertainer, but you got to walk around with a good spirit and, and exude positive energy. And, you know, you don't, you don't have to be everybody's best friend. You don't have to. Because <laughs> you're a boss now. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I have to balance it, and, you know, and, and, and you have to monitor your energy as well. That's even in business as well. You got to make sure you're not uh, loosely giving away your energy to things right. that have uh no fruition or have no power to them so so in that order i've I've been able to balance that pretty well to where i'm always kind i'm always trying to be a a, a pleasing individual but you know you got to be stern you got to be a businessman at the same that's time. The, the fun part about you i mean you've, you've made those decisions you know being a chairman yeah. being a producer being an ep being yeah. a writer because in the end because you have a group of friends i always call you like the lebron of, of, of our, our <laughs> oh, business appreciate you, you have a crew of people that have been with you for a long time yeah yeah. you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. like lebron it. from yeah, the day you yeah, know yeah. I, I ran into i was so fun when i came by the wild and our taping yeah. it was like a memory lane when they yeah. walked up and Rish- I was like, wow, you still, it was Niles and all that, that whole crew, man, is so important, and I I think that keeps you grounded as well, right? Absolutely, man, I I like to dance with the people I came to the party with, you Mm -hmm. know, and and that's the idea, to me, that's truly what success is all about, when you can share it with people who who knew you when you didn't have anything, and and, you know, I got the same manager from that, the the people who saw me in the improv are still with me to this day, I mean, and you even speak of people who you know were like just my writing partners right. that are now showrunners right you know right I mean? mm-hmm. and, I, and actually i learned that from you guys mm-hmm. i learned that mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. And, and seeing how the camaraderie that mm-hmm. you guys all had coming up and i was like yo i want to be able to do that in 10 years and you're doing it very very well on the uh on the phone or like i interview so many people on the phone i keep forgetting <laughs> you can be actually be in studio he's in studio <laughs> nick here. cannon last time he was on the phone yes sir uh, we'll be back with more wilding out yeah, that's the beast. Along <laughs> with the Wild and Out restaurants, yeah. along with the Wild and Out tour, yeah, a Wild and along with. Uh, I heard you had a, a, a album. Yeah, uh, all right. We keep it going. <laughs> we keep it going. And radio, and radio. Yes. We will be back with more money making conversations. Keep winning, everybody. Keep winning. Hi, Rashawn McDonald back with Money Making Conversation. My guest in studio has entertained audiences in film, radio, music, television, on stage and online for nearly 20 years. From drumline to wilding out. He is what I call a true renaissance man. Appreciate you. <laughs> you know, just talking about uh, what's the upcoming, the future. Yes. And the present of Nick Cannon. Uh-huh. Uh, wilding out. I, let, let me just get a little history on that. I went to the very first tape in the wild and out. Yeah. The idea was people pushed back on the idea. Yeah. You, you took me there. You said, Rashad, look at it. Yeah. Look at it. Look at what I've done. Yeah. And to see we walking in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. 
Branding as I walked in, branding on the wall, branding on the behind the bar, branding on the pool table, <laughs> branding on everywhere. It was it was Nick Cannon. Yes. And that's your production. Nick Cannon presents. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the, the wilding out models coming out. Everybody. Yeah. It was very organized yeah. for a young man. Yeah. Impressive. Thank you, sir. I appreciate So tell us that. about that brand and tell us about the future of Wilding Out. Uh, really trying to diversify the brand more than anything. I, uh, tap into it and see how many verticals I can get out of it. When I first created it, I knew it was, uh, I wasn't calling it a brand then, but I, I knew it, it was more of the culture. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really seen it since the Def Jam days to where someone actually <laughs> could put it out there in a way where people would want to wear t-shirts mm-hmm. people would mm-hmm. want to go see a live show mm-hmm. people and you could put it on on any platform and mm-hmm. it would actually still succeed and because we started in a comedy club you know i, I rented out uh uh what, what club was that uh the comedy union right right uh, right in, in, LA. LA. in yeah, la yeah mm-hmm. and uh you know, we we got that. I got some cameras together. Got some friends that you know were weren't as known back then, like Kevin Hart and Cat <laughs> Williams, and you know all of those guys. And everybody just came together. I was like, "Yo, this is this is something really cool." Right. And from there, I knew it could be an improv school. I mm-hmm. knew it could be a live stage show. I knew it could be a television show. I knew it could be a board game. I, I saw all of this back then, mm-hmm. and now I'm actually getting those opportunities to bring those things to pass. And you know, um, learning this, this touring game. I mean, we're going out our second time this time. We're going out with AEG to all the arenas. AEG. Yeah, yeah. Live Nation. <laughs> yeah, oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> we, we're going all across the country on a 30-city tour mm-hmm. uh, starting at the end of the summer. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, one of the first comedy tours, uh, first times I was ever officially even really on tour it was you took me out. We we did that. Yes, that. Yes, it, was, yes. it was a it was a short run, yep. but we had we had some good sponsors and and we took some young people mm-hmm. out on the, out on the road. And I remember at the time it was like myself, uh, little JJ, who's yep. actually now who I just put back on wilding out. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Because he's now asked me now producer on the yeah. show. Say, have you seen JJ? I yeah, go, yeah. 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 He on the show. Like so, but to say like you showed me the ropes on a lot of this, especially when it comes to the live shows and you know all the things that you know you produce and put forth. Uh, for our, our community early on. I was just learning, man. And so now to be able to, to sit here and say, you know, I'm doing the same thing and giving other young people opportunities uh, to show their skill sets and talent is an outstanding You know, it was thing. really interesting because, you know, when I came to the taping, I, I came like Rashawn. Right, you know, right. Rashawn was suited. Yeah, yeah, And it always. was so funny. And it was so funny. I walked in and uh, I was with uh, with Adele, yeah, uh, the yeah. producer of the uh, money-making conversation. And as we were, as he was walking up, then they looked behind, they see me, they go, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like I, like I own the building. Absolutely. It is a different it's culture. <laughs> it's a different culture in a sense like Def Comedy Jam when I did it in 1992. Yeah. So I really know that is special now. But you're taking this to the... The restaurant world. Yes, that's exciting. I mean, uh, it's it's uh, challenging. Uh, it's a whole, <laughs> it's definitely challenging, but it's a whole new world. Uh, when you get into the food and beverage game, uh, there's there's different rules. I mean, yes. we, we opened our first restaurant uh, Memorial Day weekend in uh, Miami, right mm-hmm. on South Beach, mm-hmm. and it was. It's continuing to be extremely successful. Our next one is in San Diego, California, my hometown. hometown. And then we're going to do Los Angeles, Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, Vegas, New York, and probably have a half a dozen open before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a whole new game. I mean, but I'm, I'm watching Dave and Buster's. I've seen Hooters. I've seen all of these different um, 
restaurants who tap into a market and they just they print money, man. And there's mm-hmm. nothing been specifically catered to our community, you right, know, right, uh, right, right, or right. whether we want to call it the hip hop culture, or the African American community, to where you can go in and and watch a game, have a good time, play mm-hmm. video games, mm-hmm. all of this stuff. That mm-hmm. but you feel at home, you feel, and it's and it's to a brand that you recognize that you can embrace that welcomes mm-hmm. everyone, right. but it speaks our language. And I love the fact you you compared it to a Dave and Buster type because that's yeah. really what it is: great food, right? Uh, 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 kind of like a, a, a playland atmosphere, absolutely. And, and and but just but everybody that looks like you, yes. in the sense of that culture, yeah. And, 100%. and I, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you you went to say the hip hop because hip hop covers everybody: Hispanics, Everyone. whites, African Americans, absolutely. Uh, uh, it's a it, language. It's a language. It's yeah. a language that's so very powerful yeah. that that is now has taken over, and now you're taking advantage of that. Hundred percent. Now, so I, I love that fact. So, so with that said, how does the tour work? How does that wild and uh, is Nick Cannon going to be at every tour date? I will be at every tour date. Uh, that's key now. Yeah, absolutely. Is, is the star going to be there? Yeah, you know, yeah. I would I would definitely be there. We did we did about twenty dates uh, last year, and we uh-huh. learned so much. Are you uh, taping those? Uh, we are taping them. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm learning from you. I'm learning from you. Uh, but you know what? It, it's it's as much as you get when you watch the 22 minute show uh, yes. at home. But mm-hmm. now we're gonna give you an hour and a half of entertainment. So we mm-hmm. bring. Two of your favorite rappers, you mm-hmm. know, that you love. Last wow. year we had Rick Ross and Yo Gotti wow. and Waka Flocka. A bunch of people mm-hmm. came on tour with us. So we, we, we bring in the hottest guys with us. One opens the show and one closes the show. And in between you get four stand-up comics as well as the games that you see on uh, Wild and Out. So we bring the crowd up and we play the family reunion games, the rap battle mm-hmm. Wild and Out, mm-hmm. Wild style games. So mm-hmm. we do all of that. So you feel like you're extremely fulfilled. You see the Wild and Out girls. You get a are chance. You, are you, you going to do local market search? Just for the Wild Night Girls? We do they- that. See, see, you on top of it. We do that every city. And, and it's funny, like, half of the young ladies that are on the show now, we found on the tour last year. Yeah, absolutely. So we absolutely. keep our word. We come to the town. We allow the crowd in the, mm-hmm. in the hometown to mm-hmm. vote for the girls that they feel that like they want to see on the show. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes everyone feel a part of it. it we, we bring the community to the show and the show to the community. It, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a Universal Soul Circus. Yes. You know, it's that energy. It's that music. It's that feeling. It's that family. And it's so close yeah, yeah it's so close and when i was watching it, i go wow it has that feel which yeah. is really which means that you you you're combining so many fantastic entertainment elements absolutely and you the ringmaster absolutely you that's the ringmaster pt barnum over here you the ringmaster and, that, yeah. and that's that's so that's so amazing so you so so when you come to the cities you do recruit or you do model searches yes localizes it localizes we even it. give the opportunity a lot of times if there's uh strong comedians uh, in the in the in local the area markets? yeah yeah and we tap in with the radio stations mm-hmm. as well and just you know, give them the opportunity to to showcase their talent and and it, and Wildin' Out is built for that. It's built for you know yes, it somebody is. may not have a five to ten minute set that they can rock in an arena. Here's, but, here's the crazy part. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching the taping right, right. and I'm, and my old behind going, I can get out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I, 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 I said, boy, you keep your butt down. Everybody got a good joke in them, uh, <laughs> or can get in there and and have fun. So I think that's the energy we want to bring across with the tour as well. So you mentioned radio. Yes, I gotta get you back on radio. I, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's funny. I, I I did mornings for again going the first time I even stepped into it was you know you guys gave me the opportunity when 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 Steve would have a, a day oh, off or something right, I would right, come right, in right. in L A that yeah, was ninety two point three to be yeah mm-hmm. and I got excited I was like man I can really do this and you mm-hmm. know a couple of years later I had my own morning show in New York you know number one market. 
Uh, you know, I was I was going, you know, and and, and it wasn't even. I, I actually stepped into terrestrial terrestrial radio on the mainstream Absolutely. top forty. That's side. what I loved about you. Yeah, you know, it wasn't an urban platform. Yeah, and and, and to be able to do it, I think now I'm gonna come back and actually go for our people with with some wilding out morning radio. We are gonna get back to it, and that's important because please do that. Yeah. First of all, your voice is na- needed. If there's a there's a big other than the Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. There's no one else doing this. You yeah. know, there, you have the Steves, you have the Tom Jones, you have the Russ Paul. That's a that's an age group that's plus fifty. Yeah, yeah. So there's there needs to be another competitive voice yeah, in terrestrial radio, right. and your voice is needed. I love the fact that you were never button down and say I'm an urban voice. You're yeah. a voice for the people that shows in your show Wild and Out. Yeah. Please come back. Oh, Please man, come, come back. On. Come on. It's home, man. Every time we get a chance to chop it up, I'm feeling you feed me. So I, I appreciate and, it. And that's really important that your brand. So so where's the brand going now? The voice. Because sometimes you step away and you're an activist. And yeah. I love that about you. I was about to say it's all about the community for me. It's about giving other people opportunities. Uh, it's about opening doors and sharing the knowledge, wealth, and wisdom that I've obtained with everyone else. Right. I mean, you know, obviously I'm still in school. Hopefully, you know, I, I'll be able to, you know, HU, Howard University. I, I want to go all the way. I'm getting my master's, want to go to my doctorate mm-hmm. and eventually be a professor mm-hmm. uh, and, and teach the things that I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've picked up mm-hmm. along the way. Uh, but it's all about the community, whether it's teaching, whether it's entertaining, whether it's investing into us. That's what it's really about. You, so you're already a professor. I appreciate you already it. got your PhD, <laughs> so you will get that degree. You may not do the whole four year run, but they yeah. will give it to you because you all your experience and your academic training in life yeah. will pay off for a student just by sitting down and listening to you. Hey, I Nick, I want to thank you for coming on the show, brother. Oh man, I appreciate you. Hey, brother, uh, again, uh, keep winning. Uh, uh, keep up, thank up, you. Keep uplifting the community. Likewise. When you do that, when you step out and do that, man, I smile even bigger than watching you on Wild and Out. I uh, okay? appreciate it, thank my you. man. Appreciate you. <laughs> you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com/iheart.